Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Every throw, every catch, every two minute drill every fourth and inches if it's nfl football and it happened nfl game pass has got it get every live out of market preseason game condensed games replays coaches film and more kick off your free trial today at nfl.com slash game pass Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. James Coe here with you. we got new digs here today, not in the podcast studio. We are in some random conference room inside the building. Hey, what's going on, Facebook Live? Who can see us in this random conference room? We've got the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin uh, at this conference table. Alex Kilhorn, what's cracking? We uh, we may be forced out of the podcast studio, but that will not prevent us from podcasting. That is true. That is absolutely true. We got the Fantasy Maverick here as well. Adam Rank, what's going on? Hey, what's happening? Great to be here. Okay. In what should be the most confusing week for everybody? And I'm not talking about confusing in like lineup situations. Okay. But in a lineup situation for the NFL Fantasy Live podcast because because I will be here on Mondays because uh-huh. I will not be on Fantasy Live. Yeah. Uh, but starting next week, I will be on Fantasy Live on Thursdays. So leading now us you up. Will. Yeah, I don't know what they did. I mean, Akbar just sets whatever schedule he wants. He's like, oh, I'll show up this day. When you're a huge then, TV network star, boom. I guess you can do that. Is there anybody outside of Deion Sanders yeah. who is a bigger star at this network than Akbar? Because I, I, no. I kid you not, no. everywhere, everywhere, I go, hey, Rank, yeah, happy. Oh, great to meet you. What's Akbar like? Like, uh, I'm honest to goodness. Gigantic everybody star. wants to know. Gigantic. About it. Everybody loves Ninja Warrior, and yep. it's, it's well-deserved because right. he's a nice person. On, Absolutely. On that note, just a funny anecdote. When I tweeted out the uh, – That's Matt Harmon, by the way. Yeah, who cares? Who are you? Not not relevant, but I tweeted out our draft board yesterday, and I've got you know a lot of mixed reactions on it. I was like, who has the best team or whatever. Somebody replied, Akbar must be a real nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Wow, hit him with the fantasy. He must have a good personality. Must be. He must yeah. he must be a real real oh, sweet guy. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Oh. All right, well, you've got Matt Harmon there. What's going on, pal? Oh, yeah. it's. Uh, I'm surprised it took this long for us to get shoved into a closet for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we got here we the are. franchise, the magical beard of fantasy, Matt Franciscovich. What's going on? Yo, four, I have four drafts yesterday. I think my buddies had three, four, five, four. six drafts. Four I had well. four drafts. None of them overlapped. It was, yesterday I was drafting was all day long. Insane. It was crazy, dude. It was madness. I've never had a year where I've had four drafts in a day. It was just, just absolute chaos. Like yesterday. at the same time? No, no. None of them overlapped. But I was you drafting had, for 12 hours straight. You, you literally, Adam Rank, had three drafts. <laughs> I saw you tweet. All overlapping, <laughs> and they started within 30 minutes of each other. So they had one draft, 30 minutes later he had another draft, and 30 minutes later he had another draft. It was Gosh. insane. Almost three at the same time, but I was Almost, able to right. kind of shoot the moon uh, in there. It was fun, though. Yeah. It, it, did, <laughs> it did 
it did lead to the worst panic pick of all time. Oh it's not God. even a panic pick. It's like, oh, and James is like, what happened? I'm like, I just took Tavon Austin. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, I already, I already, like, that was because I always overdraft. <laughs> so I've already dropped him for the Chargers uh, team. That's that funny. Is, <laughs> that's great. That is absolutely great. We got a big time show in front of us here today. Uh, we will bring back EDG every damn game. Going to break down every single game here in week one. We will get to daily daps as well. But we start your show off, as we always do, with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. The whistle's I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, we start there in South Beach. Tampa, Miami, week one. Their game has been postponed and rescheduled due to that Category 5 hurricane, Hurricane Irma. The game has been now moved to week 11, a week both teams were supposed to have a bye. So that bye week goes bye-bye, and now it will be Tampa versus Miami. It obviously delays Tampa and Miami hitting the field until week two, um, and it also delays Doug Martin one extra week as well, if you think about it, because he's suspended for the first three games, but Tampa doesn't play their first game until week two. Look, let me let me get let, let me say this: um, those folks in Miami, I, I mean, football for a lot of people, obviously the the furthest thing from their minds. Um, so thoughts, prayers out to those folks in Miami, um, and I know that it's. Uh, it, it is insane out there. What is it? The, it's the biggest cat. It's the biggest hurricane to make landfall I in the Atlantic. Oh yeah, one of the biggest. The so biggest. It's, it's the biggest. It really, um, not to be flippant about it, but with everything that's going on, it, it reminds me of that. It's a what is it? A Dennis Quaid movie, where like all those weird um, uh, weather patterns start happening. Like right. there's tornadoes in L.A. Sure, and New York. It's just crazy, and it's, it's like. We have these hurricanes back to Hurricane back Harvey in, in Texas, oh, yeah. Man. And then uh, Hurricane Irma there in uh, South Florida. So, uh, again, so obviously thoughts and prayers out to the folks there uh, being impacted by Hurricane Irma. Okay, but this is a fantasy podcast, so let's talk about fantasy here. Um, and we'll start with Doug Martin. Uh, again, delays his kind of comeback uh, an extra week. I, I, I don't know. I, there's not a whole hell of a lot of advice to give Alex Gilhar, but uh, thoughts there. I was just going to say, why don't we just turn this to Matt Harmon, who penned a nice quick piece yesterday on the impacts of this. And Harmon, just, you can just kind of run us through beat by beat that piece, and we can keep keep trucking here. Sure, yeah. I think the Doug Martin factor, as you mentioned, it's going to push him back a week. Uh, he was set to come back against the Giants, but now he will come back for a Thursday night football game against the Patriots. Uh, so it's a nice time for, to, to get your starting running back back, I guess, if you're the Bucks. Uh, but, I mean, really, I don't know that there's much, like, analysis to provide here other than the fact that, like, it is going to be a fascinating variable that these guys are going to play 16 straight games. 16 no, straight. No, right, no yeah. bye weeks. And, and, I mean, it was a weird thing yesterday. We talked about it. We were all doing these drafts, and there was one where I took uh, Jay Ajayi, and I was kind of like, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, I'm about to take this guy and have to bump him right on my bench. But yeah. it doesn't – I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's just one of those, like, weird things that you kind of got to get over. Um, yeah, for, for me, I don't know, like, what analysis really needs to be given here other than it, Doug Martin, yeah, back week five. All right, so Jacquez Rogers, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, Jameis Winston, obviously also out Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry. I guess if you were playing Jay Cutler, I don't know why, but uh, let's say you had Jay Cutler out there. Or maybe if you're in a deep, deep league and we're playing Julius Thomas or something at the tight end position, all those guys are out. So let's talk about waiver wire guys uh, that maybe you can play. I, I mean, look, most people are just finishing their drafts or they just been maybe they feel like, OK, I got some bench guys. But if you drafted, let's say you drafted last week, you didn't know that this was going to be happening here. So uh, can we talk about maybe some waiver wire guys that you guys would add? Again, I mean, you look at a guy like Mike Evans. This is a mm -hmm. potential top five pick here, man. Oh, yeah. And you can't play him week one. Adam, right, give me a waiver wire guy that you feel comfortable with at the wide receiver position. I went around and just was adding Paul Richardson everywhere in, in my deepest leagues. Uh, Great just, move. Yeah. Just like the matchup against the Green Bay Packers and feel that we've seen over the last couple of years that Seattle has kind of morphed into this passing juggernaut. So, And especially – with the troubles that they've had on the offensive line, it has also necessitated them throwing the ball. So at this point of the season, 
everybody's got solid rosters. And so I just thought Richardson, I'm like, eh, and you know what? It might be a fun pick, and it might be somebody that I end up hanging on to. It might be one of those things, too, where it's a low-volume thing, but it only takes one play, especially against yep. that Green Bay secondary where, okay, he gets behind the that, that secondary, and, and there he goes. Um, Franch, give me a, a running back off the waiver wire that you feel comfortable with. Uh, I think you, you know, I think you might be able to go with a guy like Chris Carson on Seattle. Same we, game. Yeah, same game. Uh, Thomas Rawls, we just found out he has a high ankle sprain. That was his injury that he suffered a couple weeks ago. We okay. didn't know he it was, was a full participant was that, in practice. He, this week, he did play. We don't know, like, what his role is going to be. Uh, Eddie Lacy is, I Eddie think, Lacey. I, I don't know if Eddie Lacy is done, but he didn't look good in the preseason. And Chris Carson was listed as a second running back next to Eddie Lacy on the right. depth chart. He could get some work. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's rough out there for for running backs though. Maybe you go with more of like a pass catching guy, like a Shane Vereen, Chris Thompson. Something. Yeah, Chris Thompson is another option. It's rough out there for running backs right now. Rex Burkhead available in a lot of NFL.com leagues. I know you noted that Gelhar on the waiver wire piece. Oh yeah, no, I just I was just going through before <laughs> we started this and looking at all like my teams and putting together like how many <laughs> players I've been, I like the t- I think the two guys I've drafted most. This offseason are Pierre Garçon, who I think I have on literally every team, and Rex Burkhead. Yeah, same. So, and, I, and I love him tonight, Thursday Night Football. So if he's out there, he would be like a, a must-plug-in. Oh, Go Burkhead. Sure. Well, let's, um, say, let's say you're making a pickup after, you know, let's say, let's say you listen to this podcast after the game has already started, the Thursday night game, that is. Uh, and by the way, man, I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait. Uh, but if, if, is there another running back out there, Alex Gilhar, that, that you might feel comfortable with? I mean, no, feel comfortable with? No. <laughs> but There's a lot of running backs that I mean, got drafted I don't feel yeah, comfortable look, with. Yeah, look, look tough. I would say for running backs, the pass-catching guys we could mention, maybe Chris Thompson. Gio Bernard's hanging around in a lot of leagues. Jamal Charles might even be worth just at least a week one fill-in. Okay. And for quarterbacks, uh, there's a bunch of guys that could be in high-ish scoring games or have game scripts where they're going to pass a lot, like – Sam Bradford, I think we've all pretty much written about him this week at this point. My boy Brian Hoyer, you know, 2016 breakout or 2017 breakout player of the year. Uh, he's available. <laughs> I actually just picked him up in a couple le- deeper leagues where I was streaming quarterbacks. Uh, so, And he could could be in a decent spot okay. there where the Great. Panthers get ahead and he's chucking the ball to Pierre Garçon. I like it. Shane Vereen is another one that's worth mentioning. Yeah. For yeah, I said, I said him. Oh, you did? He, Sorry. Yeah, he wow. threw him out. Okay. Okay. Thanks for all listening, right. pal. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. He was so ready to give his Pierre Garçon and – Rex yeah. Burkhead, and yeah, he was. I have to build. I, build, I gotta. I gotta psych noise. myself up before I talk. Sometimes that uh, I end up forgetting <laughs> what you guys said. <laughs> you mean you're on your phone looking at Tinder? Well, I can't do that this time because the Facebook Live <laughs> can see my computer. Oh man! So I can't. I gotta be chill. setting up online I'm not dates. On, I am not on Tinder anymore. Current currently. <laughs> Cool story. <laughs> Great. Let's keep moving. We have so much to talk about. Sorry. Oh, my God. OBJ still day-to-day with his ankle injury. I didn't see the latest reports, but, uh, again, he, I, I just don't think he's going to play. I, I agree with you, man. He's like – I think it was on Roto World, the blurb this morning. They quoted what he said, and he was like, it's tough for my heart because I want to play, but it's more like he's being hopeful rather than he's confident that he'll play. I agree. And it sounds like he's trying to keep it loose and, you know, do all the the right things to to get healthy. But I don't know. I I just, like I said, I I think if you drafted OBJ and you probably drafted him with a top five, top six pick, uh, it's it's tough not to play the guy in week one, but it's a long season, man. So just ride it out. The the quick (laughs) quick note, the big benefit is, though, at least this week, because he's the Sunday night game and might not play, there are two Monday night games you could potentially find a replacement wide receiver in. Uh, Ted Ginn. Maybe Adam Thielen, if you're in a show, in a uh, you know a Shallow shallower league, league. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyrell Williams or Travis Benjamin, you could take one of those players that you know maybe needs just one play to help at least give you some points. I'm Even trying to. I was trying to think of some receiver there in Denver, and I'm like, nope, nope, not no. other than the those two <laughs> guys get about fifty percent of the targets. It's so. Emmanuel no. Sanders, it's Demarius Thomas, and then it's what, what you could do to be safe is, is like it? put OBJ in the flex or whatever. Yeah, and like that's start, what you want to do. Like pick up yeah, Jamal Charles at the last minute or something. Yep. And again, Alvin, come oh, no, he's probably good. well. And and again, you would hope that you've drafted around this yeah. kind of yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. knowing you know the status of some of these guys. So there you go. All right, uh, Leonard Fournette not listed on the injury report. He's reportedly. Good to go week one versus Houston. Danny Woodhead, hamstring, practicing in full. He's good to go, reportedly, for week one. 
And Thomas Rawls, as we mentioned, a full participant in practice on Wednesday <laughs> as well. Add him to that group of Lacey, Chris Carson, CJ Procise, a.k.a. Gross. Yeah, I love it. Uh, <laughs> gross. Gross. Uh, create a team before kickoff, and you will be entered for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl LII. Why would you not do this? That's 52. That's, why would you not do this? That's just my, that's my question. Just create a team. If you have three teams, if you have one team, if you got ten, who cares? Create some extra email accounts if you can't fill them. You league. know what I'm saying? Totally. That's a, I mean, come on. It, you're you're going to be entered for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 52. It's not, Come on. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. Do it today. Do it right now. It's absolutely free. It costs you nothing. It costs you maybe five minutes of your time. Come on, man. Sign up. Do it today. Do it right now. I don't care how many leagues, how many teams you got. It's an, a free chance to win a trip. To Super Bowl 52, why would you not do that? All right, let's get into every damn game. <laughs> Week one, let's go. New York Jets at Buffalo. Harmon, is yep. it first to nine wins in this game? <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> so let's this just, is not a great offensive matchup. Yeah. Let's be real here. Let's just get this out of the way. There's no Jets that I want to start in this contest. Uh I've been pretty ardent about that yeah. throughout draft season, sure. and it will extend into when the games that actually matter. Mm. Um, and as for the Bills, I think I think LeSean McCoy smashes in, in this spot because the Bills will be able to control the game. It's it's at home. So, but the Jets have Sheldon Richardson, who's a great run. Oh, oh, that's right. They, oh. Oh, ah, no, they don't. No, actually, they no, they don't. Actually yeah, I mean, even, but it's even if the. Jets, and theoretically, they probably should have a relatively decent run defense, or at least they have historically. They still uh, have Leonard Williams and Muhammad Wilkerson. Right. So. Like, I, I, do don't, I don't care. Shady's going to touch the ball probably 25 times in this game. At no, least. Jonathan Williams is gone. Uh, yeah, and that's really – and, like, that's about it. I kind of want to know what the Bills pass catchers look like in terms of deployment, where the targets go, but I don't want to play any of them. I, I'm, like, more interested to watch that than – like want to stream any of these guys. All right, Jacksonville at Houston. French. Wait, what sorry, I want to throw in one thing on please. that. Charles Clay could be a sneaky deep play if you're it's streaming a, tight ends call. or are in DFS. By uh, the way, you said no Jets. What about Bilal Powell? I dude, mean, he's I gone in every single. I, Bilal Powell. I don't, care. I don't I didn't think Bilal Powell was like as <laughs> exciting as people thought he, he was in drafts this year. And I mean, yeah, if you're in a PPR league and like it's a you need a floor play, I think like that's all you're interested in Bilal Powell. Uh, but I'll take the under on five TDs. For him this year, Woo. the last thing I was going to say on Clay, uh, only two only two teams allowed uh, t- touchdowns to tight ends more frequently than the Jets last year. Oakland, uh, I think it was Oakland and Washington, maybe or somebody else. But the point being, like Clay, and especially with the reshuffled passing court, Jordan Matthews might be out. Zay Jones is a rookie. They've Andre Holmes free agent, like whatever the hell else they have going on there. Tyrod, if he starts, could turn to his most reliable and trusted target in Clay. So I'm going to give you a, a I'm going to give you a little tease here for tomorrow's show, but uh, Danger Zone pick. I like Andre Holmes. Oh yeah, I think Andre Danger Holmes. Zone. Let's wow. go, nice. Let's go, Danger Zone. <laughs> here we go. He's like the only guy that profiles as a real X receiver on their team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he's, he's, <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a smart like deep sleeper pick. <laughs> All right, Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, I'll ask you this, Franchise. I got to think that the Texans are distracted going into this game. Distracted? Or motivated. Ooh. I think I think it's motivated. Yeah. I think they're gonna okay. they're gonna put it all put their hearts on the field and yeah. get a win for Houston. I like it. Bill O'Brien already came out a week or so ago after Hurricane Harvey and said we're gonna we're gonna play our hearts out for the city all season long. You know they got JJ Watt back, the leader of that team. His his fundraiser is up to twenty seven million dollars. Unbelievable. Unreal. Man. I mean Houston. You know number one total defense last year in the absence of JJ Watt. I mean, Blake Bortles, is, no one's starting him. He's going to be on a short leash. I don't – I mean, maybe you start Allen Robinson for garbage time and targets and volume and stuff like that. Houston it's a, defense it's a tough is one to figure out. must play. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to be yeah. an absolute – I mean, if you're doing DFS, I mean, I, I – Blake, Blake Bortles leads Lord. the league in turnovers since 2014. Right? J.J. Watt's coming back. He leads the league in sacks since 2011. Clowny. He missed 13 games uh, last the, year. And as I said before the pod, Lord. James, when you were on your way in, he also leads the league in quarterback hits since 2007. And J.J. Watt came into the league in 2011. Oh, boy. So I, he's got an extra four-year cushion <laughs> where he wasn't in the league, and he still leads it in quarterback <coughs> hits. It's oh pretty gross. Boy. And I, I'm sure everyone's excited to see Leonard Fournette first NFL game. Great. 
But, like, I, I don't know. What if Chris Ivory gets a first snap? People are going to flip out. That's true. But and I don't, I, I don't yeah. know how much they're going to be able to run the ball if they're behind. So um, It's a bad game script profile yeah. for a Leonard Fournette type of running back. Exactly. And they might be willing to bring him along slowly considering he's injured in the preseason. I think he's, like, he's one of those players that – you draft early and like right away in week one, you're like, I don't know if I want to play this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I will say Robinson though, he does have a pretty good history against Houston. I mean, it's shock here. I'm caping up for Allen Robinson, but he's got a good history against Houston. Last year he had a slow game, but that was when AJ Boye was really following him around. Mm. And then in the other game he went and by the way, AJ Boye now on Jacksonville, so don't have to worry about that. And then he went nine for 107 and a touchdown in their second game. And Houston did start to struggle against like number one type that, receivers. That last touchdown year. though did come in garbage time. Well, I mean, like <laughs> two minutes left. In that yeah, game. it's a Jaguars touchdown. <laughs> of course it came in garbage time. All right, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, but Big Ben on the road, Adam Ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know it's a real <laughs> – it is a real – I mean let – it, Let it out. <laughs> that's really a thing. I mean, it is something that you can see yeah. and be like, it makes no sense. Uh, I don't know if it'll statistically stay that way forever. Mm-hmm. And if you are not going to start him against the Cleveland Browns, who just traded away Joe Hayden, hey man, he's on the road, <laughs> then like, I don't know if this is for you. If there is something else, <laughs> if there is something else I can interest you in, because this is too much. And I, yeah, and great. partly, and part of the reason why I avoid <clears throat> Ben Roethlisberger, it's, the home road splits is part of it. Yeah. But it's also like you have some of the best players in NFL history yep. at your command, and you're not a better fantasy quarterback, and that offends me. I think this is the year. Yeah. I don't know why. I just got this crazy feeling that this is the year the Steelers put it all together yeah. offensively, and they go hand. They got right. other guys. Right, right. They haven't had – Bryant, Brown, and Bell on the field. The killer bees. I don't, I don't know what go. the stat is, but right. they've not been on the field frequently. Very much at all. Now Almost it's, very much Now at all. it's all bets are off, man. I mean, I think about the Cleveland Browns, too, right? Like, uh, they trade away Joe Hayden pretty late in the process. So we're talking about corners that are trying to get caught up to speed, uh, trying to get first-team reps or whatever it might be. And then Miles Garrett yes. out, too, That's man. a big deal, man. Oh, that's huge. And they got Kaiser starting. Yeah, I think, I think this could be it. And, you know, the funny thing about this team, too, is – even if they're up, let's say, like, you know, 30 to 3, they're still going to toss the ball around the yard because they don't care. Yeah, yeah they want to score a lot of points. So, there you go. Uh, I, I love every single Steeler in this game. I think they could go absolutely crazy. Martavis. And why the <laughs> hell not? You know what would be interesting is if Big Ben makes it a point to force feed Martavis. You know what I'm saying? Because they had their little off-season little tiff, you know what I mean? Uh, and being like, hey, you're my boy. It's all good. Everything's all good. Yeah. I'm going to feed you some Make I'm gonna feed you some targets. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, Arizona <laughs> at Detroit. Alex Gelhard. Does Carson Palmer have anything left? I'm sure we will find out, but that is a big-time concern for a lot of Arizona fans. I think he does. He finished strong last year. He averaged 17.6 fantasy points per game over his final nine Looked like the Carson Palmer that was an MVP candidate in 2015. He just got off to a really rocky start. And what's working well for him and the passing game in this matchup, if you've got Fitz or John Brown, is that the Lions were a bad pass defense last year. Mm. Uh, They tried to slow the game down with all their short passing and controlling the clock, but they were still bottom five in uh, Football Outsiders DVOA in passing passing defense last year. They signed DJ Hayden, a former kind of like first-round bust from the Raiders, and drafted Tease Tabor. So they're trying to address their secondary, but Tabor is also a guy who saw his draft stock just plummet in the offseason because he's slow. So that could set up nicely for John Brown. Fitzgerald's going to get a million targets. I I like Palmer and the Cardinals passing attack in this one. Lions gave up a 72.7 completion rate last year. That's That's insane. I mean, that's that's outrageous. (laughs) That's so high. Bad. Bad. Same. Yeah, their middle of the field coverage sucks too. I mean, like the so Fitz could right. Fitz should, Fitz eat. should eat. I think Jermaine Gresham, even dude. kind of like a sneaky <laughs> dude, tight end too. streamer, just because he's a guy that's going to get. The, what you give me a look like? No, no, crazy. I like it. No, oh, I like okay. it. No, I, no, I like it. <laughs> I, mean, I think he's a Sorry. guy that he he could start to eat. He started to eat kind of late in the season when their wide receiver core had a bunch of questions in it. Yeah, and their wide receiver core has a bunch of questions in it yet again. Still. Uh, you know, we don't know what how many snaps John Brown's going to be able to play, anything like that. So I think I think if you need tight end help, I, I like Gresham. Gresham. Yeah, I I, like it's it. it's so weird to me too that this is such a bad um, you know passing defense. Darius Slay's a great player. Yeah, but he's like their only good player. Yeah, that's that's the problem when you just you're like your secondary. You've got 
you know, five also, guys wasn't, out there. Also, uh, wasn't Ezekiel Ansah, like, hurt? And didn't he, like, barely play or something to start the year? Yeah, he was He was hurt a bit last year. They don't have much of a pass rush without him. True. Like, he's, he's a very good pass rusher, but if you lose him, they also lost Kerry Hyder, who was a good interior guy, I think, to a torn ACL. It's it's not a great situation. Their um, linebackers are a mess, too. Yeah. We so. need franchise to go in there and clean it up. You need to clean that mess I'll bring up. my broom. <laughs> sweep it up. As as for the Lions, I mean, we were just talking about before, too. Like, yeah. you kind of – you got to – some of us in this room like Abdullah, but this isn't a great matchup against an, an awesome defense, especially if it turns into a shootout and they go towards more theoretic in the passing game. But nope. I don't think Abdullah so. can like, catch I, passes. What I know he can, but they that is theoretic's role, too. I'm not saying he can. But he can. had two wrist surgeries, bro. Double wrist surgery. Uh, he hasn't. Good you know, luck. the thing is, he hasn't seen a lot of practice time, though. Yeah. So I, I, I they, yeah, and Abdul has been so I think, featured in the preseason. Yeah. So I think in this, I, at least in week one, I, I'm relatively confident that even if it comes into a uh, a passing down situation, I, I I would imagine just because again, Theo Riddick hasn't seen a lot of practice time in the preseason uh, that we might see. But other than that, like Golden Tate is maybe the only other line. I, and, Ebron, perhaps, although the, Bro, car- the Cardinals. Galladay, come on now. He's banged up. No, get, oh, get yeah. out of here with that. Uh, Ebron, All though, right. the, the Cardinals ha- are really good at shutting down tight ends, especially if they put, like, Tyron Matthew or somebody else on him. So yeah. this might be a, a slow start to the uh, Eric Ebron breakout campaign. That Atlanta taking on Chicago in the Windy City. Matt Harmon, is this a muted ceiling for – Matt Ryan and Julio Jones because of a potential early blowout? Yeah, I don't really think this game I – don't, I don't expect it to be a blowout. I think the Bears can be relatively competitive in this contest. I mean, their defense, like, as a, it doesn't look like it has a bunch of stars, but last year they weren't just like a straight rollover unit, and I think they could be a little bit better this year. I think, I mean, Fox and, and Fangio are good defensive coaches. True. Um, and Atlanta, like, they looked fine in the preseason, but I think we all expect them to regress a little bit as an offense. I mean, I think you're rolling out Ryan and Julio as, as starters, and, and but I think I don't think this game is going to be a blowout-type situation, especially with them going on the road up to Chicago. So, um, now, I, I, I can see your logic with the Bears' defense, but what about the Falcons' defense versus the Bears' offense? How are the Bears going to score a point? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Like, the, Fal- the Falcons' defense added some good pieces this yep. offseason. They're getting Desmond Trufant back healthy. They, they've, they've added Tack McKinley in the first round and Dontari Poe to their defensive line that already had the guy who probably could have been the defensive player of the year in Vic Beasley last right, year. Man. Like, yeah. I, I, have, I know they're going on the road, but this is this does not line up well for any Bears. Yeah, yeah remember no, when no, the Bears no, 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 drafted no, Kevin White over Vic Beasley? Oh, no. Remember? 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 Yeah, I yeah, mean, uh, there's no there's no Bears. That, like, I'm, I mean, I think you're rolling out Jordan Howard, but – yeah, Jordan know, Howard, eye surgery, guys. <laughs> right. <His vision laughs> That's is, how they're going to score improved. points. <laughs> his vision is certainly improved. There, there's no question about that. Um, and, and as for, I mean, no, there's no Bears like pass catchers I want to play. But this is another team just like the Bills that I'll be like tracking closely what the playing time, oh, yeah, the target sure. distribution yeah. is. I want to see Kevin you know, is, White, Kendall Wright. Well, how's this all shaking yeah, up? Yeah, like is Kevin White a real person? We'll find out. Um, I yeah. wanted to start Kendall Wright this week, but I again, like I, I need to see how this play – because they could be in a situation where they're trailing a little bit and they're throwing the ball an awful lot. But at the same time, if you have other options like, I don't know, like Richard Matthews or something like that, ah, yeah. I like that game better. Yeah. The, the Falcons were another team that allowed a lot of, like, middle-of-the-field passing production. So, I mean, Kendall Wright could eat in this game if they're trailing. But, I I mean, when I say eat, I mean he might have, like, six catches for yeah. 70 yards. Cool. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like there are certain situations where, like, the offense is like this, so there could be fantasy production later down the line. But in week one, it's best to approach Just, them yeah. with caution yeah. and let's see how it shakes out right, for before, sure. we, before you start throwing these guys from from weird offenses into your life. Got to get that data, baby. Uh, Oakland at Tennessee. Franchise, I'll throw it to you. Oakland traveling east coast for an early morning game. There's I mean, some concern there. Yeah, that doesn't bother me much. It's the first game of the season. You'd, you'd imagine that all these guys are rested up and ready to rock. Yep. Pumped. Yep. Uh, it's the matchup of the quarterbacks who both broke their legs in Week 16 last year. Oh, that's year. right. Oh, what does that mean? So they're back. They're mean? both back. Fortunately, both teams had really good uh, top offensive lines last year, good protection. Uh, Tennessee's defense actually, per next-gen stats, rate, ranked fifth in NFL in the NFL last season, highest QB pressure percentage in the pocket. So hmm. – they I might try know. to get some pressure on Derek Carr a little bit. 
It's also our first look at uh, the added weapons around Marcus Mariota. We got Eric Decker. We got Corey Davis, who we already saw report they might be limiting yeah, his snaps like a little bit. Kind of yeah. thing. I kind of like Rashard Matthews as a sleeper. It will also be our first look at Marshawn Lynch with the Raiders. Uh, you know, he's 31 years old. It's been 389 days since he last played an NFL snap. So we'll see how that goes. I, I think said. you kind of got to start him if you drafted him because you probably drafted him in, like, the second round. Yeah, you already overdrafted him. Just keep living with your mistake. <laughs> yeah. You're, and, hoping, you're uh, hoping for the scoring potential in this game. It, it, yeah. The trouble is uh, I think this game is projected to be, by our friends in the desert, a high-scoring affair. And mm. uh, if it turns I into a bit potentially of, the highest of the week. Yeah, if it turns into a shootout, that's going to probably pave the way for more Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington, which – might hurt Lynch's ceiling, but true. I think, it, like, uh, especially as you mentioned, Tranches with both offensive lines being so good, probably keeping the quarterbacks clean. Like, this is a good game to start pass catchers from those offenses for sure. And we know Mariota is money in the red zone. So. True. Uh, I don't. I'm not huge on Delaney Walker overall this season, but I think this could be a good game for him too because they uh, Evan Silva had noted that, or Rapsheet tweeted that uh, the Raiders had to put their safety that they drafted Obi Melifonwu on IR. And the Raiders specifically drafted him to try and help cover tight ends. And they were, they've been horrendous in that regard for the last two years. Yes, right. So it's long been a matchup to exploit. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> All, right, All right, so we go on, we move on. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Adam Rank. It's a divisional game in the AFC North. I, I, for whatever reason, Don't. these games no, these games seem to be more lower scoring. For whatever reason. No, that's for sure. But this is probably one of the more important contests of the weekend for number one uh, for the Bengals to try to get some clarity of what they're going to do at the running back position. Is Joe Mixon going to come out and establish himself as that number one guy? Is Jeremy Hill going to battle back in his final year? What is assumed his final year in Cincinnati? What do we got left out of Giovanni Bernard? And at the same time, uh, a lot of people are excited about Andy Dalton getting back to being a top five type of quarterback. The biggest way that will happen is if A.J. Green can play an entire season and uh, be the stud that we all know that he is. And if John Ross is going to be on the field, if that'll open it up. And, and Tyler Eifert, like what's his health? I, it's Ross, hard to – Ross is out this Ross game. Is out yeah, Ross first is out. two weeks. Yeah, okay. That's but right. over a season-long perspective. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. Things up, yeah. Uh, but is Tyler Eifert going to be back <sighs> and everything? And so there's so many questions. Like this is – God, there's a lot of stuff that yeah. we hopefully – We'll, uh, we'll get some answers to. Plus, even the O-line has been completely – I mean, I mean, I don't even want to say revamped. It's just <laughs> because they've lost two really good players and they replaced them with, you know, unknown you know, entities. So unproven guys. Unproven yes. guys, right? So, to me, I, I think that's a big question, Mark. I want to see how – this is the offensive line for Cincinnati has long been very undervalued and kind of underrated. Uh, but they lost two very good players this offseason. So now uh, how will the chemistry there on that offensive line work? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't have great hopes for that offensive line. I, I'm Quite frankly, I, I'm very worried about the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals offense in general. Bold What's up with your collar, by the way? It's a – It's what do they call this? Uh, That's the new style, Rank. I think uh, our friends on Facebook – go show our friends on what, Facebook what Live. Are, what are we doing? No, it's I, a, I'm it's fascinated. It's I'm trendy. distracted. I'm I've distracted by his collar about that. It's, what? A tre- it's a trendy style. What? What? Okay. Co knows okay. what he's anyway. doing. Bold, bold, bold prediction. Yes. Jeremy Hill, top 20 fantasy back this week. Jeremy Hill, Jeremy top, Hill. 20. top 20. Top 20 say, fantasy back. Uh, Tell me the story as to how he gets to top 20 production. He's the starter it's and the <laughs> most likely player on the Bengals in the running game to score a touchdown. It's called I mean, the end zone. Yeah, I mean, it's, that, it's, that, it's pretty much that symbol. Like, I think <laughs> Thank they've, you, they've insisted that he's going to. Oh my God. That was the most. They've insisted that, that he's was the most hipstery comment. Uh, it's called ever heard of it. <laughs> ever heard of it? Uh, it's I a d- chic underground little place. You no, probably it's, it's never heard of th- oh this, but it's called the touchdown. I think he's probably going to get 15 <laughs> carries in this spot. I mean, they've insisted that he's the starter, and I mean, it's not a good rushing game matchup with the Baltimore defense, but still, no. I mean, if he gets 15 carries and a few of them are down near the goal line inside the 10-yard line. He's mm-hmm. probably going to score a touchdown, and that's pretty much the recipe to be a top-20 fantasy back. Um, yeah. I was going to say, like, the uh, both these defenses could be decent ones to start in fantasy, though. You mentioned the uh, Bengals reshuffled offensive line. The Ravens offensive line has been kind of a, an underrated disaster this year because they had John Arshall retire. 
they lost um, their first round pick or one of their picks that was going to start uh, Nico Saragusa to uh, season ending injury. There's been a lot of turnover there. Joe Flacco hasn't played a lot because of his injuries. So yeah. the Bengals defense at home is in a good spot. But the Ravens also last year, fifth in rushing defense, tied fourth in turnovers, ninth in overall scoring defense. This could be a low scoring game. So have some worries there. All right. There you go. Philadelphia. And Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead. Back. He's back, baby. Yeah, so that was that was a big one too. Yeah. I was leading up to that. Oh, okay. Stanley Woodhead's there. It's like the only thing I feel like I know about the Baltimore offense is that they're going to dump the ball off to Danny Woodhead a lot, right. and the rest of it's just like, what the I hell's going to happen? Yeah, I ended up grabbing Jeremy Macklin an awful lot. Me too. I just, like I like Macklin from a season long perspective. Hundred percent. This week, oof. off the bat, I'm just concerned because Macklin and Flacco didn't have a chance to do anything in the preseason. I'm worried. You know? I mean, obviously, everyone's worried about Flacco. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? In the back. So, I mean, if it holds up, it, it'll be – that's obviously key to, to that entire <laughs> if offense. If it doesn't, it's Ryan Mallett time. Oh, boy. That's – Nope. That's a problem. Uh, Philadelphia Oops. at Washington. We got another divisional game here. Alex Gelhar. I think we're – a lot of folks are going to be looking for the LeGarrette Blunt. What role will he have in this offense? It's amazing how much his – draft stock has fallen from the beginning of the offseason to where it has uh, come today. But, man, uh, that is a big-time question mark in that Philadelphia backfield. Yeah, no doubt. And we're going to need to see what happens because, like you said, his draft stock has fallen also partially because head coach Doug Peterson has come out and said we're probably going to use a committee. Mm. Now, if you're starting LeGarrette Blunt, you're hoping for touchdowns. Yep. And he's been a great touchdown scorer. He scored on uh, 16 of his 33 attempts inside the five-yard line since 2015. And the Eagles had the third highest percentage of run plays inside an opponent's 10-yard line in 2016. So those things tend to line up. But uh, LeGarrette Blunt's like a floor play here. I'm be concerned about starting either of the other backs until we get a clear picture of like how it's going to shake out in that quote-unquote committee. Um, as far as the passing game, I think Ertz is a great start. Washington was brutal against tight ends last year. And uh, with Josh Norman probably shadowing Alshon Jeffrey – Ertz could have just tons of space to roam in the middle of the field there. Interesting. For, and quick on the uh, Jeffrey-Norman battle. Last year, uh, Carson Wentz in his two games against Josh Norman only targeted him once. Wow. Uh, but Jeffrey is a good player against Norman. When he played against him last year with the Bears, he had four catches for 78 yards on nine targets. So. I mean, it's such a size disparity, and I get that you know Josh Norman can roam and, and cover so much ground, but once they get into that red zone area, that – skill is a little bit muted you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so that size disparity between Alshon Jeffrey and Josh Norman I think could expose itself uh in the red zone if they can get down there so yeah. that'll be something to watch and, for uh, sure I, real quick on the Redskins side I think Kirk Cousins is a decent like floor play for quarterbacks I don't I don't love him this week against the Eagles defense and I think he's on the road right or no Redskins are at home Redskins are at home um yeah. but then Jamison Crowder's probably safe play Terrell Pryor that's a big question, question mark, mark, too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Jordan, Jordan my, uh, Reed's probably going to smash, too. Terrell Pryor was on my players to trade away before the season starts. So. Oh, yeah? Because you probably paid too much for him. The hype in the offseason was unreal. Yep. And uh, he's they've shown no chemistry between Cousins and Pryor in the preseason. Pryor had more drops than he actually had receptions. It's, that's, uh, uh, that's not good. You overpaid for him, and you could probably yeah. get some value for him before the season starts. I mean, he definitely walks into a massive target share, which is why I think fantasy yes. analysts were so uh, enthused about Terrell Pryor there in Washington. Obviously, he's going to a much better offense than he was in Cleveland. And even in Cleveland, he still had 1,000 yards. How many touchdowns did he have, five or six? Four. Four, I think. Oh, okay. 140 targets, though. I. Uh, but I, he could get 140 this year again. It's going to be hard. I completely disagree. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I don't think he has that okay. kind of targets. Not if, if unless, Jordan unless Reed yeah, right. can stay on the field. Unless Reed gets hurt. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is which, uh, so, he's, so he's going to get 140 <laughs> targets. <laughs> Another reason I'm, Unless I'm, Reed gets hurt. Yeah, he's uh, so he's getting 140 targets. Part of why that. I'm worried about Pryor this week, too, is that that <laughs> offense was really bad in the preseason. You don't so like, bad. You don't want to overrate stuff, but they just looked out of sync. They and did. it was the case where like their offense was staying on the field later into games than it they was. should have because Jake Gruden was like, we need to – I mean, think out. about yeah. how much turnover there was. I mean, you know, J Jordan Reed did hardly played at all. Uh, no Deshaun Jackson, no Pierre Garcon. No Sean McVay. Uh, no Sean right. McVay as well. I mean, there was a lot to work and out there. The Eagles defense is pretty good. They have a ferocious front seven as well, so that's just yes. something to consider. Yes. All right, so there you go. Carolina at San Francisco franchise. This is a sneaky offensive game, is it not? Uh, I think it is. I, I kind of – I'm starting all my Panthers. I like Cam Newton to do well here. I like Kelvin Benjamin to do well here. Mm -hmm. Christian McCaffrey, obviously, we're going to see him do some stuff. I think Jonathan Stewart has a good game if Carolina is up late and they're just trying to salt the clock. 
it's kind of a volume play in the second half there for Stewart. I like Greg Olson. I mean, I think Carolina's going to put up points. San Francisco's defense is not stout by any means. It was the worst in, in the league by many regards last year. I understand they're kind of changing over, but these kinds of changes don't happen overnight. It's true. Uh, and uh, I know Gelhar kind of likes Brian Hoyer, but I'm not, I'm not about that life. <laughs> but I do think you can start Carlos Hyde. He's beginning yeah. a contract year. He's kind of slimmed down. He looked good in the preseason. He looked great. And yeah. Pierre Garçon is a, is a start. Anybody else in that San Francisco, you know, depth chart that, that you'd be saying, okay, this might be a sneaky play? I kind of like Marcus Goodwin this week. Marcus Goodwin. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, well, buddy, look, let's go. I mean, he's got game-breaking speed, of course. You of know, course. I, I'm, like I said earlier, I've heavily invested into Pierre Garçon this year, so no question I think he's a good play. But, you know, the Panthers are excited about their young secondary, and I think James Bradbury is a really good up-and-coming corner, but he mostly stuck – uh, over on the left side of the field, and right cornerback Daryl Worley uh, should be there on on the side where Goodwin's going to run a lot of his routes from. And if he can rip off a big play against Worley, who struggled in the preseason, I mean, it only takes one one play. And we saw it against Xavier Rhodes in the Niners' second preseason game or their third preseason game. Excuse yep. me. So, I, I I think if you need like just a, if you're one of these unfortunate souls who drafted like Mike Evans and Devontae Parker or and Jarvis Landry, which a few people hit us up yesterday yeah. saying that. <laughs> like that sucks. Maybe you need to get desperate and I think yeah. Goodwin is just the type of like home run dart throw here. Especially if they're a negative game script. Yeah. Right. He's See, the number two on the depth chart, right? Right. I mean yeah, yeah he's been he's, he's gonna play a lot. Well so that they're gonna throw to he's got a lot of he's got like a lot of positive buzz from from observers of the team and and the coaches staff itself i mean obviously kind of a lazy money. comparison but could he fill that taylor gabriel role no i don't think that's a lazy I don't, yeah, comparison i, don't think it's lazy I think at all. It's, it's, i was gonna make the same point you know, that is actually the most guys. apt comparison <laughs> no yeah that's that's probably your best work <laughs> the most <laughs> probably your best work <laughs> better than the shirt yeah, oh definitely better than the shirt. Stop the ripping shirt. on the shirt. I'm the not shirt is good. Dope. What are you talking about? Like, it's a, you all don't know fashion. It, yes. Oh, that's please. what it comes down no, to. It's like, oh, look what? at me. I like kind of look like I might be in prison, but like also <laughs> still kind of style. Wow, you guys are just jealous because you all Hold have on. collars on. <laughs> I, th I say we take a poll. So uh, do I. <laughs> who likes the shirt? And producer Chris is here, but his mic doesn't work, yeah. so we'll just oh have boy. you raise your hand as well. So who likes the shirt? I like the shirt. Four to two. Four to two, you guys. Okay, but that doesn't count because the two most handsome, stylish men in the room Thank don't like so it. Much, so, yes. look, no. me and Co. We're on board with Amir Abdullah this year, and it's and the shirt. <laughs> That's not what you want. And the off shirt. With. Let's go. <laughs> so we had a really wrong take about a running back, and we like the shirt. What? You know what it is? It's oh my God. it's like if uh, like Andre from the league. Like some of the stuff that oh he would wear, yeah, like that's what it's like. It's and he like always thought he was—he always thought he was so God. fashion forward. Yeah, Sadly, that's exactly. That's don't you Sadly, that's accurate. Don't you guys read GQ? Come on, get with get with the times. Sadly, GQ that is accurate. with clothes that we can't afford. So, like your shirt is very nice, and you had a nice uh, sponsorship. With American Apparel, flag and, <laughs> flag and anthem, flag and anthem. American it was apparel. it was a fantasy hipsters <laughs> podcast sponsor. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't think okay. we're legally allowed oh, to talk about fantasy Lord. hipsters on this podcast. Okay. Whatever, don't Anyways, not we legally move on. Breach of. I was asked about it. Did you skip? Oh, did we skip one? Did we skip? One? I thought I was zoned well, out. Well, to I'm be like, fair, oh it was gosh. a Ram, it was okay. a Rams game. All right, Indianapolis taking on the L A Rams. Matt Harmon. Woo! It's the first look at the new Sean McVay offense. Is there reason for hope and optimism? Well, yeah, because they're playing the Colts. <laughs> Good point. Without Vontae without Davis. Without Vontae Davis, without Andrew Luck. Like, for, for one, if you've got any Colts, I would say do what you can to not play any of them. I mean, there are some spots where you're going to feel like you want to play T.Y. Hilton. And, yeah, and Dante Moncrief, is he playable? I had to – I like, because I just was going through all my lineups, like I said, and there was one spot where I was like, I don't really have any other choice. I, I Twelve-team standard. My. Is Dante Moncrief a playable asset? I will say he did catch a touchdown with Scott Tolzien okay. uh, last year against the Steelers, so there's that. But, <laughs> so, but my, the, I think my advice with the Colts is just, just do what you can to, okay. to not play any of these guys. Um, and then for the Rams, though, I think Todd Gurley could – go wild in this game, which is not something I've said in a long time. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this is a perfect game for him. He should be – the Rams should control this contest. Like I said, at home, big favorites over a team that 
is a mess on offense. He should get 20 touches. It's a good. It's a great spot a really for Gurley. Spot if he if he whiffs here, I mean, we really got to be concerned that he actually just might not be good. Ooh. Uh, and that's he's, kind of he's a good point, be fine. actually. Right. I, but I think. But I'm really confident in our perfect picks lineups for the week. I I put Todd Gurley as one of my running backs. And then in the Don't past, you have him as like your RB three this week. Yeah. Or something I saw yeah. In the I have. I have. I mean, it's a per, it is a perfect wow. spot for a featured back on an offense that should be improved. And I I believe in McVay. I think he's a good. Uh, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good talent maximizer. Um, I don't. Like, this is another passing game where I don't want to really play any of, the, any of the guys. I think Sammy Watkins, like if you're desperate, could rip off a big play here without Vontae Davis. But kind of just want to see what's the target distribution like. Does Goff yeah. still have incredible chemistry with, with uh, Cooper Cup? How's how's Cup's health? I hadn't checked in on that recently. I should look. I have the injury report in was my it a email. Hamstring or yeah, something? he was nursing a hammy, I think. Uh, let me see. Oh, my email doesn't want to work on the Wi-Fi now. That's cool. Okay. Uh, great. Don't so right. how about Bobby is, this Woods? Is, this well, is excellent radio here right now. No, I don't. I mean, I don't want to play a player <laughs> like Robert Woods or anything like that, but. Yeah, I mean, as for as for Cooper Cup, he's someone that if he's on the field, you definitely want to monitor. Um, he did suffer a groin oh, injury groin late in the preseason, yeah. So just keep an eye on that. All right, there you go. So we move on. We talk about the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Oh. Adam Rank. Oh, can't wait for the Seahawks to go up there and put them in their place. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what do you think about uh, that, Kelhar? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, whatever. The it's an early litmus test, I think, for the Green Bay skill players. It is, but Aaron Rodgers has played really well against the Seahawks. In his last two games against them, he's thrown five touchdown passes with no interceptions. So hmm. he, the the troubles that he had with him earlier, this team earlier in his career, really don't don't matter much anymore. And this, the only thing it does, it, it slows the instead of the Packers scoring forty two, they score twenty eight. Like it's just one of those things. And I'm not, I wouldn't be worried. I mean. I wouldn't get crazy and try to start Jamal Williams or anything like that, but if you put heavy draft picks on guys like Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams, I would continue to play them. I understand, but, yeah, oh, matchup. You're like, yeah, but they still have uh, the second-best quarterback in the league. So I think that there are times where that good quarterback is still going to find a way to uh, put up fantasy points, and I wouldn't – I know some people do ask – crazy things like, like should I play Rodgers like well I wouldn't because I wouldn't want him on my team no uh, that's not accurate I tried to I tried to draft him in a couple of places um, but no I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about this too much and I think uh, but on the other side of the coin we talked about Paul Richardson earlier this is a great opportunity to play some of those Seattle skill players oh, yes. and I don't know how deep your league is because I I always uh, I always have to caution myself and understand that some people do play in 10 team leagues and and there's there's Plenty of places where Chris Carson has not been added, and he's still on your waiver wire. But yeah. if you're in deeper leagues, and you've been uh, you've been in a little bit of a pinch because of the the situation with the with the Buccaneers and the Dolphins, I'm starting to I'm like I kind of want to play Chris Carson. And I know it's a risky thing, but it it affords you that little bit of a net where you're kind of like, well, I was forced into this, man. I had Jaquiz Rogers and the Jayajai. I had to do something. You know? And if it doesn't work out, you're like, well, I wouldn't have normally have done that. Perfect. But if it's one of those things that hits, uh, because I, I think also the fantasy enthusiast really wants to be somebody who's in front of everything. Like it's it's yeah. like I saw this band before they came out. Yeah. I, I saw Blink-182 with Scott Rayner, fool. And, uh, <laughs> and the one thing, too – that you have to remember with I, Pete I Carroll. I feel like you're encroaching on the fantasy hipsters brand. A right little bit. Now. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I really have always admired about Pete Carroll, and this goes back to his time at USC, and I used to go there as the backup beat reporter for the OC Register, and, and just be around there. Just the competition he always fostered. Like it, it's not a gimmick, and no. it's not an act. And I know that like Barkley wasn't supposed to be the starter of the year that he became the starter. Matt Leinart was an upset to be a starter because um, they had somebody else. And I, I wish I could remember who the quarterback – it's it's amazing to think about who the quarterbacks were that they, they – I know Mitch Mustaine was the one that Barkley pushed out, I think. Or maybe that was – maybe that was Leinert's guy that he pushed out. But Pete's always done that, and he brought it to Seattle. You know, remember, they gave that huge contract to Matt Flynn. Yeah, I know. The curtain jerker. And he's like, yeah, Russell Wilson's our it, better yeah. – he's our better quarterback. So you're out. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a real strong chance yeah. that – Hey, we have co-starters and all this stuff, and like Chris Carson gets twenty-five carries. Remember, this Something is how crazy. Thomas Rawls came yes. to prominence in the yes. first place. He was undrafted, 
So as I'm firing everybody up, and I think, if and you want to blame out it on there me, for five carries and ten yards. Whatever. I think, right. I think if you wait until after week one, uh, you know, to get Chris Carson like a waiver wire pickup, it's going to be too late. Yeah, that's like, a like good point. Add him now, put him on the bench, see what happens. If he doesn't do anything, drop him. But somebody, you know, somebody hit me up with, why do you draft so many of these running backs that uh, are going undrafted? in most leagues and I think my response to that is I've played in too many competitive leagues where if you don't draft these guys ahead of time yeah and and it's like oh should I draft Chris Carson or Jermaine Curse well listen I mean I think the the floor probably is higher for somebody like Jermaine Curse you know what you're gonna get but is he even fantasy relevant you know what I'm saying right Chris Carson could be that guy that's an absolute home run now he might he might be a strikeout too yes but if you're drafting him late in your draft and this is a guy that could potentially carry you some weeks why the hell not I mean I I guess my that's been my point of view uh, in terms of drafting especially in the double digit rounds because I would assume I have all my starters in place uh, at that point, this and has officially become the Chris Carson podcast. Oh, right, th- th- for no, sure. No like a propaganda machine. Jeez, you oh, guys for over sure. There. That end of the table, like you talked about Chris Carson this episode. You just talked about him now. You did. Oh, like for sure. Let's calm down. This matchup, though. <laughs> no, let's calm no. down. No, this matchup, though. <laughs> let's get I'm not pumped gonna up. Calm down. Let's get pumped up. I'm not going to calm down. Did Delhar's you see only what had he three did cups in the of coffee this morning? <laughs> it's not hype. <laughs> Gelhar, I, I wish Gelhar, if Gelhar would have been alive. Says the guy who drafted Eddie Lacy yesterday. If Gelhar would have been alive in 1977, he would have okay. been like, I know you guys are talking up Star Wars, but I don't know. I need to see a little bit I more. I love Star let's, Wars. Let's calm down a little bit. Spoiler, I want to know how. start blows up. <laughs> I want to know how much convincing it took you to get you into the theater or to watch oh it for the first time. Okay. Can right. we can we actually right. talk? I think, like I think talk Jimmy out. Graham is going to go crazy in this game Heck because yeah. the Packers have had trouble covering big uh, tight ends like that. They've been trying to draft coverage linebackers. They don't have a good one. Jimmy Graham's back to full health. In our perfect challenge lineup, I picked him as the highest scoring tight end. Yep. I could easily see him have 70 yards and two touchdowns in this game. I think this game turns into a shootout. I do too. Like, I, mean, I know Seattle's defense, all that, but – Green, Green Bay at home puts up – I was trying to find the actual stat, but I think they averaged like 38, 40 points yeah. a game at home. They put they put it on teams at home, and, I mean, Rank talked about how good Rodgers has been against Seattle recently, and that's because I mean, Seattle is a great pressure defense, but the Packers' offensive line is really underrated as a pass-protecting and unit. And Rodgers is good at escaping and, and the yeah, pocket. And even, even when they do break through, yeah, he just bounces. And he did that last year with that. He, like, rolled out of the pocket and dropped that TD First drive, to, to 16, Devontae whatever Adams. Yeah, the last time so. they played in Lambeau last year, I mean, we don't want to use that stat as alone, but they Green Bay hung 38 points on Seattle. And, and Seattle, I think, is primed for an offensive explosion, and the Packers deep coverage defense last year they allowed 13 touchdowns of 20 or more air yards and that was the most in the nfl so i think that richardson even lockett could get over in this game start your pass catchers yeah. in this game i think you just yeah could be the everybody every all the kids in the pool game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. all right the giants take on the dallas cowboys alex gelhar i think we'll get our first look as to you know i know zeke is going to play but I think we'll also get a good look as to the growth of, of Dak Prescott and his chemistry with Des Bryant. This, uh, I agree 100%. This is a game where you probably are only starting the studs. I have I have concerns, and Harmon and I were talking about this this morning. This could be a really low-scoring game because with Zeke playing, that puts Dallas back into their ball control, slow down the clock offense. Yeah. New York has a very good defense. And, they're, but, and their offense, though, if they're without Beckham, that's going to certainly slow the roll there a little bit. Their, their protection has issues. We don't know what Eli Manning's arm is like yet this year because it really faded down the stretch last year. And lots of times when, when a quarterback's arm goes, it's just gone. It, we've seen when they're getting up there in age, which Eli is. So I think this is a game where you can certainly start Dez. You want to start Zeke because he's Zeke. And if you drafted him, you want, you want to play him while you got him for 100%, now. 100%, man. But uh, on the flip side, I think if Beckham's out, this could be a good spot for Shepard and maybe Marshall. But Like like both those guys. Yeah, you're not going to dive too deep and don't start any Giants running backs if you can help it. I kind of like Marshall in this spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if Odell is limited, uh, if he's just basically a decoy out there, I, I kind of sort of like Marshall out there. Um I mean, still a big-body guy. I know he fell off a cliff last year statistically, but Jets. I mean, yeah, it was the Jets. So I am worried about Eli. We were actually throwing around uh, at our our cubes. Rank, (laughs) rank, positive Jared Goff or Eli Manning, and then what was the other one you said? Brian Hoyer or Eli Manning? Yes. I I, I was like, I asked that because somebody actually making. I was actually making a lineup decision in a super flex league. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
Janoris Jenkins Des Bryant matchup is worth monitoring this in this game because I know a lot of people have been very concerned about Des Bryant yeah. based on cornerback matchups. But and Janoris definitely had his number last year uh, per Next Gen stats. Covered him fifty plays uh, in coverage and only allowed one catch for ten yards. Wasn't he over throwing some games. shade at Des too? Wow. And, oh yeah, uh, he throws shade conference? at everybody. Yeah, Janoris man. Jenkins likes to. Like he talk. stirs it up. Uh, he's definitely a pot stirrer. Uh, but I will say, also from Next Gen Stats, on tight window throws last year, I mean, which is the Des Bryant target, on 35 tight window targets, he scored four touchdowns, four of his eight touchdowns. So even if Jenkins really is in his hip pocket all, all game, doesn't I mean, matter. Des, you, Des could still Did score you just say on 50 plays, Jenkins allowed one catch to Des? Yes. 50. That's pretty on eight, insane. On eight dude. targets, yeah. 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 Wow. And two interceptions. Two interceptions. Holy cow. It's not great, Bob. Oh, my God. So, I think this is going to be – it's a good test for, uh, you know, and just small sample, but a good test for do we really need to worry about Des Bryant versus all these elite corners who's going to see this. Uh, yeah. Also, if you need a PPR floor tight ends, uh, don't don't ignore Jason Witten, especially oh, no. in this game. I, think I he, have been ignoring Jason Witten for the last three years, and I realize your point here, but I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, you can, <laughs> but, like, I'm saying, if you're in a deeper league or you need a nice floor for PPR, like, uh-huh. the Giants have been have had troubles covering tight ends. I think Witten has a good history against them as well. Who is the Giants' tight end? Evan Ingram. Evan oh, Ingram. Evan Ingram. You remember that oh, guy yeah. that they took in the first round? I was like, they got rid of Will Ty. Uh, I was like, who else? They? Oh, Evan Ingram. All okay. right. My we bad. should speed through these last couple uh, of Monday here. night affair. We got two of them. New Orleans at Minnesota. This is a big-time revenge game here for Adrian Peterson. Revenge. We can blow through these because we're going to have a pot on Monday. We are going to have a pot on Monday, but whatever. Let's just People do it. need to set their lineups quick, now, Quick rank. takes. Yeah, quick takes. Scary first matchup for New Orleans, though? Uh. Yeah, I mean, anytime they're away from the comforts of their dome, and it's uh, Minnesota, and it's and Minnesota has a great defense. They do, um, but I will say I still, and I know Xavier Rhodes is probably going to cover Michael Thomas a lot, I, but I still really like Thomas in this spot just because I mean, he's an elite player. Willie Sneed is suspended; he should get funneled targets. Kind of think Kobe Fleener, a little That's bit of a little bit Kobe of a sleeper Fleener. tight end play. You know that middle of the field that Sneed occupied is going to be vacated. They don't have like any other natural slot receiver. On the roster, I mean, they picked up Austin Carr from the Patriots, who might be that guy, but not probably not right away. Fleener, last year in the one game that uh, Willie Sneed missed, it was against the Falcons early in the season, and Fleener went went nuts. So, I mean, it's 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 a logical it's a logical proposition. I like it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of it for the Saints. I'm, I'm in on AP. Uh, I've drafted him a lot this year because people let him fall, and I think this is the, this is the spot to play him. I mean, he's like the most – the, of all the like players in the NFL that like actually want to have a revenge game, AP is definitely that guy. And then on on the Vikings, uh, I kind of want to start all my all my Vikings because the Saints, I'll believe they have a good defense when I see it. Yep. And uh, the Vikings, I think, are sneaky offense. I mean, Bradford, yep. I think I'm going to rank as like a top twelve type of. I think I've got him pretty higher. If I don't, I need to bump him farther up. Yeah. But okay, it's a good spot. Uh, in addition to Kobe Flinner, I I do kind of have a sneaky sp- suspicion that maybe Alvin Kamara could actually have a pretty decent game as well. You guys really want to make this Kamara thing happen. Well, huh? look, and, and it's like, and it's funny Don't too because. Don't just lump us in with Well, no, says. because, <laughs> it, no, it's funny too because in the draft process, people were saying Kamara was this, um, you know, very hyped running back prospect, and I was not about that Same. at all. I was pouring cold water all over that. But that being said, in this offense, in in this role with no Willie Sneed, if they need to go underneath and they need to get somebody who is an actual playmaker, that's obviously not Kobe Fleener. It might be Alvin Kamara if they want if they're looking for something underneath. I just I agree I agree that the sa- much safer play is Kobe Fleener. And again, it's year two in a Sean Payton offense, and I think that will help Kobe Fleener a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, a couple dump offs down to Kamara can't hurt. Uh, I could definitely see him having a role in the offense as well. All right, it's the Clippers taking on the Nuggets. It's uh, <laughs> no, it's actually the LA Chargers. Uh, taking on the Denver Broncos. Every time I see LAC, every time I see LAC, I mean, I'm so used to seeing the tickers, yeah. sports tickers. You see LAC, I'm thinking Clippers. it's Clippers. Cool, he's reminding us of his old Clip job Nash. when he was yeah. with oh, Clip yeah. Nash, oh, wow. when he made all that money oh, and wow. rubbed it in our face. Yeah, that's how I bought this watch. Yeah, all right, I, I get pod. it. Uh, Unbelievable. <sighs> Unreal. <laughs> uh, franchise. Uh, I, one of the big questions will, of course, be: Is Keenan Allen back? I believe Keenan Allen is back. He was on my ride-or-die team in the preseason. Yeah, buddy. He's my wide receiver one on a few teams that I went running back heavy early okay. on. Uh, but the Broncos have a very good defense, and everyone knows this. Uh, it, it's going to be a good game. Both teams have good defenses. 
Chargers, Chargers, Broncos is always like a sneaky, awesome game. Look, we got Joey Bosa versus Von Miller, two of the te- uh, league's top pass rushers. Right. Uh, one thing about Keenan Allen is uh, Philip Rivers. This is from our research team. Philip Rivers' success has been tied to Keenan Allen's health since 2015. His passer rating is over 15 points higher. Wow. When Keenan Allen is on the field, so that's something to watch. Um, one more little tidbit here. I was listening to JJ Zacharyson's podcast, the late round podcast from the Number Fire Network this mm-hmm. morning. He made a point on his podcast that Tyrell Williams averaged about three-ish PPR points in the two games uh, that the Chargers played Denver last year, and in all the other games he was double-digit oh, interesting PPR mm-hmm. point average. So Kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Denver shuts down wide receivers. Right. I don't know if I would start Phillip Rivers. We also saw oh, last year. Phillip, dude. There's la- no way. There's got to be another option. Right. We also There's saw be. last year, uh, I think it was a Thursday night color rush game. The Chargers kind of featured Hunter Henry against the Broncos, and he kind of ate. Chris is nodding his head. Works for the Chargers. So yeah, he would know. yeah. <laughs> so I think th- there's the one weakness in the Broncos' defense is that tight end position, and the Chargers have two really good tight ends that could – make waves a little bit. All right. I like it. Let's close out with a round of daily daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hook. Give me daps because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dapping up daps about daps. Daps all right, Daily Dap time. We'll start with the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What you got? Daily Daps to fantasy drafts being over. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so sick of them. Yeah. DFS, bro. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm just ready for the regular season. And having three drafts yesterday and two back-to-back at night, I was just like, thank thank God this this madness has ended. And now I have my lineups, and we can just get into the season. So Absolutely. I, I love fantasy, but, oh, my God, I'm so happy drafts are over. Adam Rank, what you got? I was uh, going to say something similar. It is fun that the uh, the days of the drafts are over. We did that three. We did the Danger Zone League. Uh, everybody who is involved with that, thank you so much for participating. Thank you for everybody who uh, offered to be a part of it and sent in submissions, and we didn't yeah. get to you. Um, it's overwhelming. That was hard. And it is. Uh, it really is a tough thing. I really don't want to walk away disappointing anybody. Uh, so we do appreciate you taking the time. But right. uh, congratulations to those who came out and did it, and everybody showed up, which was cool. So Really appreciate that. Uh, I'll give a small little dap to uh, the baseball playoffs. I know nobody cares uh, about baseball, but I do. Uh, and I stay up late to watch these games. Shut up, Harmon. I don't make fun of yourself that you like. <laughs> yo, what, yes, you how do. About, yo, how, <laughs> about, how about this Red Sox-Apple Watch thing? Uh, That's amazing. That? I, love that, I love that baseball, it, the cheating is just so endearing. Like in football, somebody cheats. Like the best player in in NFL history cheats and gets suspended for an entire season, it seems like. Right. Or just four games. Uh, but in baseball, they're like, oh, isn't that quaint? Yeah. <laughs> Look at yeah. them. Those scamps. Good for them. Cheating. The, oh, you the guys. Best. Daily daps to this tweet I saw, which was so – like they, they, they quote tweeted the headline of, uh, you know, uh, the Red Sox use Apple Watches to steal signs from the Yankees. And uh, somebody quote tweeted that with the comment of, uh, so they finally found a way to, uh, a useful purpose for Apple Watch. <laughs> ah, see? Somebody's thinking. That's not bad. Rude. That was pretty good. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, because the Angels yeah. got into a fight with the A's, or nearly got into a fight with the A's on Wednesday because the A's were cheating. Because uh, they are. Because the, the A's don't try against anybody else in the American League except for the Angels. Oh, and then, geez. so finally, oh, so finally, um, so finally, the Angels had a day game. So I get home, I put the baby to bed, and I'm like, I'm going to bed early because this has been a long week. And then all of a sudden, my wife comes into the bedroom with my phone, and she's like, hey, and she says the name of an Angels pitcher. He's texting you because the Angels are doing their fantasy draft right now. Cool name drop. So I didn't drop his name. I didn't want to call him out. Um, so I'm sitting there. Oh, you guys are just so proud of yourselves. <laughs> uh, Harmon and Franchise just just they just uh, fist bump. Yeah. They, they just, just fist bump. They just knuckled. fist bump like yeah. a couple I'm, of cool I'm, guys. I'm trying to I'm trying to like throw rank off. Uh, his, his yeah, Why he was really, so close to finishing his daps and you keep antagonizing him? I was him. really filibuster <laughs> time. I was really focused. I had a linear progression. <laughs> I was just going to talk about oh, you know man. how much I like baseball and the Angels, and then I was going to be done. I wasn't going to go on. Okay. I wasn't going to veer 
in yeah. The Bachelor in Paradise. But now you are. <laughs> but now you are. If I can Bachelor say something. If I may say something about oh Bachelor in Paradise. God. No, I am not. not. That's too late now. Who the Harman, hell watches this show? Everybody. Come on. And I don't think that I have hated a contestant more than I hate that Dean guy. Because he's the worst. <laughs> he is literally, not figuratively, literally the worst. Yeah, you guys it? can fast forward. So what is the cross-section of Pot NFL Fantasy Live podcast listeners check, to what? What uh, is this probably, show? Probably too many. Ba- what is really? this show? Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise. Paradise. Really? That's yes. a show. That's a show. Oh. James, a lot of fantasy it's, writers too love The Bachelor. I have every iteration of Bachelor <laughs> and Bachelorette muted on TweetDeck, thank God, because when that stupid show comes on, my timeline turns slot machine like Odell's oh, one-handed catch God. with everybody talking about it. I'm like, what is wrong? And Bachelor Clay, in Paradise and Bond, is an actual show. Yeah, and Claybon's a huge fan, too. Of Bachelor so in Paradise? The, yes. You take some of the rejects and you put them in an island and they hang out. I blame, I'm I blame you for this. I blame you so much I was for this, so, so close Unbelievable. I'm to not, being done. I'm okay. not so, I'm not even uh, Matt Francisco, so I will Daily say this Daps, what you got, pal? <laughs> about, well, here's the thing, though, because we're finally getting to the end. <laughs> And it turns out <laughs> we're not getting to the end of the podcast. I'll tell you that much. I, I just, you know what? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna daily daps like uh, Rank mentioned the hipsters <laughs> hipsters fan listener league of this podcast. We had our draft yesterday. Yeah. Pretty sure everyone made it. Some people drafted from work. Some people were drunk. Okay. Thanks to was everyone for making Very it. Hipstery. No, we That's were good. actually in a meeting while we drafted, but true. It was fun, and uh, that still doesn't answer also, the question. Were you drunk? No. Okay. I was at work, right? I'm a professional. <laughs> I was. I'd also like to daily dabs before the season begins. Our multiple research teams here, who basically mm. save our lives on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. We have like a, a ridiculous research packet we got with all these cool stats. Plus, the next gen stats research team is just upping the game. And uh, we're going to have some fun stats for you guys this year. So, oh, yeah. daps to all everyone who works here at NFL Media Research because they do French. great work for us. All right, Matt Harmon, what you got? I'm going to forfeit my daily dab for the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. after, after, after creating that. Uh. Fu- uh, int- and, and, and just to be clear, intentionally creating that Good. virus. Well, you're probably going to just daps yourself anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, if I was going to do a dap, I was going to do the, the next-gen research team. So. Oh, okay. But uh, I forfeit my dap for the okay. for the week. Very good, very good. Or for I, this I, I uh, finally got around to getting that Kogi uh, food place. You've never oh, had yeah. Kogi? Isn't that crazy? Bro, oh, I want God. it. I want it now that no. you mention it. No, oh, I know. I'm so hungry. I, I've never, I never <laughs> had it. I had it yesterday for the very first time, and it was a life altering. Chris, what'd you, you get? You've had it, right? What'd you get? Oh uh, my God! Uh, All right, I, producer Chris hasn't had it. We'll have to go for oh lunch. Oh my God, man. Chris. So it's uh, KOGI for those of you uh, in the LA area. If you're not, you're it's missing out. It's a it's a cr- it's a Korean Mexican like fusion. crossover fusion. Uh, Everything is so good. It's so good. So they so it's basically like burritos, but instead of stuffing like you know carne asada in it, they put in you know chopped up uh, Korean barbecue. It's, it's outrageous. So, it's so it's, good. Uh, it's Chef, unbelievable. Chef Roy Choi. He's Roy Choi. Like that's right. Wor- globally LA renowned. He's LA royalty. Yeah, yeah he is. He does. Yeah, he, he's bro. got multiple restaurants here. But so I don't know why I never got around Korean to it. Korean tacos are the, oh, so oh they're good. the best. Did you get the so truck good. or did you go to no, the actually, alibi? No, I went to the one. There's what? one on Overland. Bro. Yeah, there's one on Overland. They have a oh right a brick and mortar store. Now. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So I actually went to that one, but uh, h- how the Korean guy in L.A. doesn't get around to Kogi, I just I don't know. But it just has never happened. Either the line was too long, or it. it was yeah. Out of no, the way. if you come to L.A., go make your way to either the Alibi Room or the Koji place it on is uh, Overland. It's yeah. so oh, worth it. Mind um. blown. Uh, so that was good. So that's my daily daps, and that is going to be the show uh, for the franchise. Matt Franciscovich for one half of the fantasy hipsters. We're talking about West Virginia's finest man, Harmon. We've got Alex Gelhar, the whisket from Wisconsin. We've got producer Chris. We've got the fantasy maverick, Adam Rakoff, James Coe. We'll see you. Happy week one, everybody. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.